All right, Marty, we are live. Thank you so much for joining. I really, really appreciate it. You're, You're welcome. Yeah. Sorry. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Well, I'm good. good. It's a, it a warm weekend. Yes, for sure. Um, so what I'm excited to do with the podcast is we're both in crazy worlds. Uh, you heading up food service for a university and me in the, the world I know intimately of sales. And obviously they're both super connected and both very different. So what I'm excited to do is just talk about some of the challenges and day to day of my world and get your opinion. Uh, and I appreciate sure. it. So, so tell me about what, what you do at Holy Cross about, about food service and then uh, I guess your, your deal and your role, and then I'll fire away with some questions. Sure. Um, I am the Senior Associate Director of Dining. Um, what that means at a smaller college like Holy Cross is I am the large, I'm our firefighter. Um, and I'm also in charge of purchasing and all um, renovations. So I have a, a full plate, um, especially right now, trying to track down, make sure we're going to have enough product, make sure we're going to have enough paper product in, um, just found out today we need floor stands for signage um, so to try to get those ordered um, on a day-to-day -day normal year um, it's working getting contracts set um, this year with opening with COVID it's definitely going to be a little bit different yeah. um, we currently will be finding out in 10 days how many students we have coming back and from what we understand is there will be returning roughly four three weeks after we find out how many. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, so what we've done is we've just, we have plan A through about mm, F or G. Um, depending on how many students are on campus will depend on how we need to serve. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So normal enrollment is right above 4,000? Normal enrollment is, is um, yeah, right around 32 to 3,500. Um, and we are, we're anticipating maybe 1500 students back on campus. Yeah. Um, so in normal times, how, yeah. how many outreaches do you get a week of, of new products coming across your desk? Um, I would say on an average, probably at least two. At least two. Um, at least two different products, whether it be something that's just randomly mailed um, or you know somebody like yourself coming into the office with new products um, it tends to it tends to cycle which is really interesting um, I could go you know I could go a good six weeks without seeing a food broker and then all of a sudden over the next six weeks have 12 different meetings 14 different meetings set up so, so funny, just random? Do you think there's any time of the year? Why do you think that is? I, I've been trying to figure that out for many and many a year. And I just think that, I don't know if you do, but I just think people, you know, you have your, your times and when you call different accounts. And I think a lot of people that call on colleges know when we're busy and know when we're not. And they tend to stay away. And then there's food show season where you don't see anybody and I don't expect to see anybody. Yeah, yeah. So like, when, when is, so you guys are busiest, I'm assuming, 
when both semesters kick off. Is that what you consider the worst times to, to Operationally, out? yes. Um, for myself in my role, it actually starts probably about six weeks to two months before the beginning of each semester. Yeah. Because it's all the chefs on campus, the dietitian with new products, tasting new products, getting them in, getting them set up in our system. Um, so I'm actually, everybody says, you know, your summers must be pretty light. My summers and my time over Christmas break are probably my busiest times of the year. Interesting. So when is the best time for people to reach out to you when you, you have a few extra minutes to, to look at the new product? Any time except September. Mm-hmm. And in a normal year, probably the month of the month of May. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, other than that, it's I mean, I fortunately I don't have any responsibilities in any day to day operation. Yeah. I fill in where needed. So I can schedule myself a meeting and even if you know we're gonna do a special for lunch. I can yeah. still have a meeting during the morning and then still be available to help and them at lunch. So product aside, and I think I'd be interested, I guess, to know what products you're looking for, but I'm almost curious, like how the outreach looks that will catch your eye and what seems, I guess, too, too aggressive and you might not respond to that email. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's the question is what kind of email were you like, Oh, I'd be happy to uh, respond to this person and take a look at their product and what may just be like, eh, um, well, one, I think it's important to try to respond respond to everybody, at least people that I've had contact with. Like if yeah. it's a, just a blind phone call or a blind email, I might or I might not. Um, but if it's definitely somebody that, I, that I've had contact with before, I will respond even if we're not interested at the time and I keep everything in a file, in a folder in the email so I know where they are. So if we have to come back, because what I've found over years is Either I'm looking for something a month before a broker was going to come in and show it, yeah. or a broker comes in with a new product that we don't know we needed yet until a month later when a student's asking for it. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's really, really important. I take it back to when I first bosses always said, you know, whenever anybody comes in to fill out an application, interview everybody because you don't know when Babe Ruth is going to walk through your door. <laughs> yeah. So I look at it the same way with food is I'm going to try to look at every email, you know, sample what we can because we never know when we're going to find that new best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I wish, I wish every food service director had that same thought process. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. And you are one of the yeah. good ones uh, for getting back to people even. And on my end, it's so nice. There's nothing worse when you have to email two, three, four times. You're like, I'm not trying to bug you. Can you just... Let me know, even if you say not not interested on my end, it's like, okay, cool, that's not going to work with you. If you can tell me why, it would, you know, be helpful feedback, but that, that's that's great. And then... Exactly. And, and just one real quick thing. I just think everybody's time is so important mm-hmm. that you don't need to keep sending me an email three or four times it, when it would take me literally 30 seconds to put together a reply mm-hmm. to say, this is great information, thank you. I'll keep it in my folder. So then you can move on. You're not having, you can check that off your list. You can move on. I, I can't tell you how appreciated it is. Even, like I said, even when people tell me not interested now, 
reach out in January. Okay, great. Fair exactly. Enough. Have a good fall semester. Talk to you then. Um, yeah. So when yep. someone comes in during normal times for for a meeting, call it a broker, call it a manufacturer's rep. What what do you consider being best prepared for the meeting? Is it everything from a proper seven page gap? Is it just a simple point of sale? And what what kind of meetings when someone comes in, you're like, ooh, that wasn't so professional. They really should have this prepared. Um, I think I think honestly, just coming in prepared. It doesn't it doesn't matter to me if you have you know. 16 pieces of, you know, sales sheets, or if you need to email them to me later. Um, but just come in kind of to understanding what our business is. So we'll work, you know, we're college and university dining. So there's things that will work for us that won't work for others. But then there's also a lot of things that just won't work for us. Like a, you know, a pre-portioned entree that costs $3.50 could be this great tasting entree that you could sell at your restaurant for 15 18 dollars but we can't do that here at the college so over the years of having some very good brokers and, and times i think people kind of understand that with colleges yeah um because that to me it's well if it's really not gonna fit in an operation well you know i i guess i don't need to see I don't need to see somebody from the U, you know, that's, that's selling upscale veal yeah. because we're just not going to do it. Totally. Do, do you think it's helpful if people share pricing, ballpark pricing? I'm still tricky because you got to work with the distributor, but ballpark pricing before the, you know, the, the rep even heads your way for a meeting to make sure it's may work for you. Or do you think if there's enough interest, I think I think a conversation is good because you know pricing it matters but it all depends on where we could potentially use it so it's it's good to have again I, I, I think the best thing to do you know might be to to go into somebody and just before before even sound anything before even doing anything just come in and have a conversation with the purchasing director or with the executive chef whoever it is and just like like kind of we're doing now just kind of get to know them to get to know how they would like to handle things because um, there are there are many a different ways I mean I, we'll sample I'll sample just about anything because like I said we can always find something different new better um, but I also know that there's a lot of purchases out there that yeah, send me in the sample. We'll sample it at our own time. Well, that doesn't work a lot of the times because that gets forgotten in the freezer yeah, and you no, never see it. it. It's so not satisfying on my end when they're like, we'll get around to it. Right. I'm like, no, you won't, but I have to play by your rules. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're all in the same business and, and we're all doing, you know, we're, we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to produce the best food we can for people so if we're not working together it, it, to me that just says never yeah. it's never made sense so let's say a product's and i have a guess here but i guess i want to hear from you a product you know a, a, a newer uh, trendier item is coming in in the stock in the distribution and you're going to bring in what's the best way to support it uh, so product 
moves um, and you guys feel supported? Is it point of sale? Is it a demo? Is there anything else? Um, it depends on what the product is. If we're, if we're just changing over a chicken finger, then yeah. probably not too much. But if it's a newer product, then definitely point of sale, a sampling um, definitely helps. Um, our students, you know, they are very, they're vocal and they let us know things also. So if we're doing something new and they're not too crazy about it, they let us know. Yeah, yeah. Or the other way around. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And then um, so, so many other things. Um, so one another challenge in my world, you know, more pioneering brands for the most part is the, the good old chicken and chicken or the egg. You know, and it's one thing if you're going to a large 30,000 student um, campus where you know if they want something, it's going to go into distribution. Do, do you think it's almost a tease showing you products if it's not in distribution? I know ideally it should be in distribution. Or do you, do you guys, if you guys are really excited about something, I guess it's different the product, right? Because it's, and I feel it's, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, it's a tease. Again, I think this this comes back to conversations having with, you know, before somebody walks in the door on, you know, what expectations are. Um, you know, a, do we want to see a whole bunch of items that aren't stocked? No. However, if that product is something that you feel strongly that will work, yeah then by all means bring it in and let's try it because it might and then our volume might be enough combined with maybe one other school or one other customer to bring it in totally. to distribution. Even, totally. And even though so, it's a painful part of my job is like, oh, we have interest, but is it enough for distribution? It's also, you know, for the smaller emerging companies, it's so amazing to get feedback from, you know, younger smaller college, but it's amazing to get feedback from Holy Cross and yeah, they want it, you know, and this gets us into a conversation at minimum with their distributor uh, exactly know, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and I think I think a lot of too depending on if it's a perishable product or not perishable or not a drop ship item a drop ship option direct from the manufacturer to start might be I was thinking about that I don't know last week or something yeah. for some other item yeah. that you know, if a smaller manufacturer who's trying to do it, you know, like with a college like us could drop ship, you know, we could just order UPS five cases yeah. and just get them dropped off. And, you know, that could be a way to start. Yeah. Um, totally. So, and out of all the attributes that I, I, I know matter, I don't know if I'm asking for a ranking, but which ones like out of gluten-free, vegan, keto, paleo, local, low sugar, better for you. Which, which of those like, which of those matter the most and are game changers or the conversation stoppers if, if it's not those, category, those attributes? Um, right now it's more trending to the better for you, but then also how how and where was it produced? Were the people treated properly that made this or produced this product? Those are the new things that we're having to start to look into. The, I think the gluten-free, that 
it's not going away, but it's slowed down. We're not getting as many um, everyday students wanting to eat a gluten-free diet. Um, we still have the allergies that are out there that we have to be very much aware of. Um, so right now, it's, it's, it's the students really looking at looking at what's healthy, looking at minimal ingredient statements. Um, they don't want to say big long list. Um, one of the newer trends though, that I think is definitely going to hit home as we move forward right now is it's got to be like home. And I think a lot of these students coming back um, to campuses this fall, they're going to be scared. So I think having a lot of food like mom would make at home and, and bringing it back to the basics, I think is going to, it's going to be important. So some good old clean comfort food, better for you comfort food? Well, again, better for you comfort food, but comfort food right now is a ramen bowl. It's a grain bowl. It's not necessarily pot roast. Yeah. So it's finding out what that comfort food is because the, because, you know, comfort food from the 70s and the 80s, I mean, if we tried to do, you know, I think comfort food, I might think of meatloaf. If I tried to sell meatloaf, I'd probably get it thrown back at me. Um, but so I think that's going to be important moving forward. It always has been. So interesting. Such a fun conversation for me. And then I'm trying to, so other things sometimes... I don't feel like I'm being sneaky, but like I know local matters and a lot of the yep. startup companies, they, they might be Boston, New England based, so they're local, but these startup companies are more emerging companies. They're all compact. They're not manufacturing their own good. They're getting it compact, let's say in the Midwest. And I'm always like, oh, I kind of hope they don't ask. Do you consider if it's a Boston based company and they're compacting it whatever, in the Midwest? Do you, because like I said, full transparency, I'm always like, oh, I kind of hope they don't ask. It was just considered mm -hmm. local. Do you think if you're transparent, hey, Boston based, Boston office, Boston roots, co pack in the Midwest, do you consider that a local product? Um, uh oh, hesitation. Well, hesitation because I don't think we've ever looked at it that way. So the answer right now would be yes. Yeah. Um, I've never. You know, I, I don't think we've ever thought about it that way. Um, but I still think coming from the Midwest isn't... There's better... Yeah, how do I put this? Local is only good as the manufacturers that you have around your local vicinity. And if those local manufacturers cannot supply you with the quality of product you need, then you need to look outside of that local area. No, do you mean you need to look to, you know, Guatemala for strawberries in January? Probably not. Um, however, looking to the Midwest for some, you know, really good all natural products that are shipped from the Midwest, shipped to Boston, and then shipped to, I mean, that's, yeah. that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, cool. Oh, yeah, so, um, this wouldn't be a new question. I'm just trying to think if, like, some person, a startup company, they have the best all-natural packaged good, let's say, that they think would be a great fit for Holy Cross. It's just, it's as simple, you know, because sometimes it's just trickier with other schools. It's as simple as 
emailing you, sharing the, I'm not trying to get a flood of email, but there's only probably 12 people listening to this at this point, but um, you know, uh, it's just as simple as just sharing about the product. And is it, I mean, normally it's asking for a meeting, but now it's just asking if they can what, send samples and, and follow up with a call to get feedback. Is that is that the ask with the initial email? Yeah, I think with the initial email, yeah, to just introduce yourself, introduce the product, and then, you know, something as simple as, you know, we'd be willing to send you some samples or come in to talk if you have time. Cool. And, and then when someone, you know, it's, you know, this is more for a broker question, the manufacturer's rep. If a broker's coming in, what's the max amount of uh, products they could sample that wouldn't be too much? And what's the maximum, what's the fair amount of time to take as well? Um, myself, time-wise, it's, for me, I usually block everybody out for an hour if it's less great if it's more it it gets a little i i just you know me i like getting to talk and we, yeah, we yeah, talk about great. different things anyway so i that's for me that's okay i mean the, the items four or five um not much more than that yeah we um we two two years ago we decided right about this time as a matter of fact that we were going to um eliminate our scratch bakery yeah. um, and only do a few items because we're labor issues this and that well we had two days of doing nothing but sampling desserts yeah i would never do that again that was just we literally by the time the third person came in with the third different type of brownie you couldn't taste anything Sugar high, sugar high. Let alone eat anything more or fit anything in your mouth. So, you know, we had a short amount of time, but something like that, you know, over the course of two weeks, because you, you got to be able to taste it. Um, right now, but if you're coming in with, you know, with a, with an all natural, you know, with an all natural drink and then a, you know, something that we need to cook in the fryer or something that needs to be baked. And, you know, we can be doing all that stuff as we're talking too. So it's really not taking up much time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love it. Well, thanks for being one of the, I mean, this is one of the good ones out there because it's, uh, you know, you know, the bigger universities, you know, probably get you know, five to I, 10, you know, outreaches a week. So it's different, you know, it's easy yep. to not look, but, I can't tell you, you know, that's kind of my daily challenge of like, come on, let me know either way. So yeah, you know, you, you always uh, responding uh, is, is appreciated. Well, you're welcome. And again, like I said, I just think it's, uh, to me, it's important to me. It's just, it's, it's the right thing to do. I mean, just, you don't ignore people. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I agree. Well, Good stuff. So thank you. For me, this was really interesting to fire away a few questions and talk about a few topics that I, I'm so curious about on my end and enjoy talking about. Sure. With you. So uh, uh, thank you, Marty. Uh, You're welcome, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thank have you. An awesome, have an awesome rest of the day. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.